Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are Jill's Journals Out Loud. And today, I'm recording this Monday morning, January 30th. I believe I will go ahead and try to upload. Uh, I know I normally start you Tuesday during the week, but tomorrow morning is wind and rain, and so who knows what the internet status will be like tomorrow, or my mood as I try to deal with... uh, being where I am, which for those of you who may be new, uh, I am currently in Yuma, Arizona. So almost every day has been beautiful. We just have a few windy slash rainy days, tomorrow being one of them. But uh, it's hard to imagine everybody else's winter when we're doing, you know, 60s and 40s. So I can't say that I am minding or not minding having the comforts of better weather Uh, But I'm not excited about the confines of trying to uh, create a life in my truck. So uh, I'm I'm getting the hang of it, but I'm going to be honest with you, the technology aspect is kicking my butt. So uh, just as an update, I want to give you a heads up. My generator's been having problems for a while, uh, but the last time I ran it, it was not interested in staying turned on and it's not the oil it's something with the generator itself so uh, if the generator goes out that's my primary power source Uh, so I'm going to have to just sort of limp along on my phone right now I'm trying to record with the real microphone on the uh, audio program so just as a heads up if I disappear for a little while I'm still negotiating what's going on with the generator because it's going to be a big problem for me because that's my only main power source so fingers crossed although part of me really wants a smaller one this generator is like 50 pounds and it's just getting too heavy for me to pick up and in and out of the truck bed and I've seen that there's smaller ones for at 25 pounds so uh, I really like the generator more than I like the uh, solar panel because When it's cloudy, I can still generate energy. So that's just a little bit of the practical update. I'm also hoping in the next week or two to be able to start moving back east towards New Mexico because the temperatures are finally going to start to warm up a little bit here. And uh, hopefully that also will translate into some warming up so that I can head back closer to my home base because even though the the cold is unbearable where my trailer is and I shudder to think about what's going on inside the trailer uh, I am desperate (laughs) to get back there and regroup because uh, when I picked up and ran away uh, I just did my best guess about what I would need and how to do all this so now that I have a lot more information Uh, I would really like to go back and kind of resort out and make some new decisions. So that's just a little of the personal update. Uh, On the podcast update, uh, one of my goals is to create a section for those of you who would only like to get one email a week. Uh, I am extremely aware that uh, a lot of emails is annoying. There's quite a few people I unsubscribe from simply based on the fact that I don't want to get emails one, two, three, four times a day. Uh, And when I do that, I stop looking at their content altogether. So uh, there's other people who like to have the ongoing reminders. So uh, one of my goals is when I can get to a place where I can sort through the Substack model and figure out how it works. 
uh, for this particular issue. I will let you know so you can subscribe for that and unsubscribe to all the other uh, uh, links because uh, that's a big thing for me and so I don't know how you feel about it but I'm pretty sure I know how I feel about it and I'm even more sure I'm probably not alone with that. <sighs> okay, so that's the next thing. Uh, so today you saw from the headline is hope and despair and I'm uh, I wrote that because this weekend was kind of both uh, there was a lot of things that came out in the news a lot of videos uh, and how so much of what we're being having thrown at us is in the under the despair heading and even just now uh, as I was contemplating you know my phone pooping out I thought oh, is there any podcasts I can download so that I at least have something to listen to uh, as everything gets shut off in my world here and there, almost every podcast is about murder or some kind of superficial celebrity kind of like we still need to listen to celebrities anymore or just people talking about things that are so unimportant like somehow their opinion on all these subjects is somehow going to be important for us even though they have nothing to say but what's sort of the popular uh, line that you can find everywhere almost in every one I couldn't find anything that sparked my interest and I'm having this real issue with the digital world. Uh, you know, the second thing I, I can't remember, I think I shared this already, is I, you know, I was trying to edit the video I made and I got all the way up to where the end of it, the editing, and my computer stopped loading the program and I don't know if I lost those hours and hours of work. I mean, and it's really awkward and difficult for me to edit in this situation. And, you know, it takes a lot of power for me to run the laptop. So there's a lot. And it was a highly edited video. I was trying to create kind of a visual story. So there was a lot of video clips as opposed to just, uh, you know, my talking head thing where I just sit and talk and it's like one cut. So I went to the library and I'm like, yay, I finally found a library that has uh, internet that's fast enough to function, uh, but I didn't have, I couldn't bring my, anyways, it was a an issue where I couldn't get the laptop in, blah, blah, blah. But my program is gone, and this is like the third time I've had to re-download PowerDirector, which I paid for, it just keeps crashing, and and it's so aggravating. I just, you know, the amount of work that goes into it, and uh, effort that goes into these videos and how, you know, again, when I look at what everybody else is doing, the quality has gotten so good from so many people and there's so much content. Uh, I'm just, I'm so unsatisfied with what I can produce uh, with my limitations and how much it just doesn't matter, right? I mean, it's, it's there's a level of despair and desperation, I think, as we're all searching, trying to find something that has value. And I'm not finding it out in the world anymore. It used to be fun, you know, to kind of see what other people were doing. And it was interesting to see people who found creative ways to do that or how other people were living in different parts of the world. But now everything seems to be just too much. There's too much information. There's too much high-quality visual imagery with the photography and the video. Uh, there's too much uh, auditory podcast information. 
uh, you know, there's tons and tons of people writing books and writing uh, blogs and posting like I am. Uh, And I feel depressed and desperate and full of despair, you know, as I am swept away with just this too much information overload. And at the same time, you know, listening to the news, it was despair. It was, you know, video of the uh, police officers assaulting uh, the young man. And I, you know, I didn't watch all of it. Uh, There was, you know, the Paul Pelosi attack. There's what's going on in Ukraine. I just saw another, I didn't even watch this video, where the Ukrainians are cutting off the heads and the hands of NATO soldiers so they can't be identified. And oh, by the way, they were alive when they cut them off. I mean, the horror stories everywhere coming out is overwhelming. And it's hard to not feel despair. And in the midst of all that this weekend, somewhere, somehow, the I heard somebody comment on the veteran suicide issue that, by the way, hasn't gone away, right? He was trying to bring attention to it, that there was another parking lot suicide, that another veteran can't find proper help. And, you know, that's something I've revisited over and over and over again, because I, one, know a lot about it. Two, I had a a significant boyfriend who committed suicide, who was a veteran, uh, who didn't get help, but he sure got a 90-day pill supply that you know, helped him commit suicide. And so it's a very personal issue to me, but uh, there's so many people trying to quote unquote help. Even that field feels polluted. Uh, And, you know, I was reminded by the caller who said, but they won't ask for help. And I was thinking about, it can't be just me, right, that's out here feeling overwhelmed with all this information completely unsatisfied with what I'm being exposed to, but still seeking something, right? And there's a sense of despair about that. You know, I've talked a lot about how we're disconnected from each other, but even online we're disconnected at this point with all this onslaught of terrible information and our entertainment has now turned to, you know, true crime, murder, Uh, All these things that are happening out in the world because we have this powerful tools of video and audio and instant upload and digital uh, mastery where we can create, create, create more, more, more. And, you know, you hear the people who are trying to scream the truth, right? More, more, more. Everybody needs to get out. Everybody needs to post. Everybody needs to. And I just don't feel like that's helpful at this point. And it's just clogging up the highway of the mind and the energy field. And, you know, one of my goals is to help us, myself included, figure out how to better manage the nervous system. And, you know, digital content, digital exposure is extremely difficult for the nervous system to master. And, you know, one of the interesting things about the human body is that it can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So this onslaught that we're bringing into our system, it's it's not quite as impactful as if you're having the real experience, but the the concentration of it becomes extremely burdensome for the nervous system to tolerate. Uh, and that's not even just, that's just the information. That's not even talking about the electronic component. I mean, the nervous system is basically our electrical system, and being exposed to all these electrical devices 
this constant onslaught of things, the electromagnetic frequencies that we can't see, it's having an impact on us. And it's affecting us in a way that it's hard to recognize because it's constant. You know, when I was in Southern California and I looked uh, to log on to the internet, you know, at the house I was staying, I mean, there were like a hundred links, you know, within this little tiny space. You know, normally when I'm out in the middle of nowhere, I can't find anything and I'm super happy if I can get just a phone signal. Uh, But I could feel it. You know, I couldn't sleep. There was light, constant light. You know, it was never dark. It was just noisy all the time. Uh, The nervous system is not built for that to be its uh, main energy source, right? Its energy source is recharged by the systems of nature, not the systems of civilization. And we dismiss that as unimportant, but we're seeing this massive uh, impact with so many people feeling so much despair. And and no, they're not asking for help, but I also think we're not naming it properly because we're seeing, you know, the uses of antidepressants going up. We're seeing uh, mental health reaching out going up, but that mental health, quote unquote, help is being done online. So we're back to that same issue of 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 having no real connection because it's all done through a screen and we're not naming it. So the contrast to that was uh, I moved where I was parked. Uh, I'm out in the middle of the desert. Uh, I'm about 20 miles outside of Yuma and uh, I'm parked at an old gold mine. It's called American Girl Mine. And it has uh, everything here. It has gold and a silver as copper. Uh, And if you I can't remember if I talked about it, but I found this one stone that was called Amazonite. I think that's what it is. And it's this really beautiful blue uh, color. Well, uh, it's a pale blue. It just reminded me of the ocean, of the water, and it felt so calming. And I looked it up, and it had all these really interesting, uh, quote-unquote, healing properties uh, around it. And uh, there was a lady that's not too far from me. Well, she went inside, and she pulls out this other rock, and it's like a 100 times more awesome than the one that I found and for some reason I'm like getting all excited about rocks so so I moved out uh, to get closer to the source of where she found this rock and uh, it's hiked uh, I put the pictures in the the posting here of what the mountain looks like I did not give you a picture of the rocks themselves because I'm going to do that later but it's the most fun I've had since I left. It was for me like a treasure hunt. It sparked all kinds of joy. It was fun uh, because there are these intense turquoise, uh, fluorescent green and blue uh, color, and it's soft. It's it's like the Amazonite. It's soft and flaky, so it's not a hard rock service. It's Uh, I don't know what exactly it is, but it's weaved in and out of crystal. It's weaved in and out of all these different rocks. And I've never seen this color anywhere else I've been around this whole area. It's just in this one little spot in the canyon. And so, uh, you know, you're not supposed to do this, but I hiked up with my little backpack and I loaded it up, (laughs) uh, brought it down and was, you know, 
uh, I've been collecting rocks for a while now. And so my goal yesterday was to actually make myself reduce the quantity of rocks that I have collected because uh, they're heavy and they take up space. And But I was struck how happy it made me versus, you know, this nightmare I've been going at with trying to accomplish digital content, you know, with the, especially with the video. And I'm just pissed off all the time with this because my camera stopped working. Now the generator stopped working and, you know, the, the editing program has stopped working and I'm just overwhelmed with aggravation trying to do something that I used to do easily and simply that I can't make happen and it's not even very good it isn't what you know I can imagine in my head because I just don't have the capacity to to do what's possible in the world of technology today you know my equipment is so basic and so simple compared to what you're seeing uh, other people do online now it just looks like crap and so uh, you know, I'm just feeling under the despair category, very sad and frustrated and aggravated with the digital world. And so uh, I've been having this mental conversation for a while, trying to shift myself back to analog. And I decided to look up what the word analog meant. And if you, one of my favorite things to do is to look up the etymology, E-T-Y-M-O-L-O-G-Y. And there's a website called, uh, I think it's, if you look up word origin, it comes up. I think it's E-T-Y-M online. It's etymology. But it tells you what the core of a word is. And most of us think of analog as a computer, uh, you know, to... Uh, compared to digital, right? And, you know, that word is starting to get some traction. But one of the things that I really liked about that word is when you look up the Greek or the Latin roots, uh, part of analog is logos. And logos is really connecting, one of the definitions of the word origins of logos is reconnecting with our divine self. And I liked the idea of, re, you know, you've heard me talk about staying human, but human isn't meant to be digital. And so I liked the word analog because it's really, to me, bringing back this idea that I don't find joy in my digital experiences anymore, but I find a lot of joy in my analog experiences. And, you know, I I can give you 6,000 reasons why being outside and being in nature is awesome, you know, for your body, for your physiology. I mean, your whole human body is designed to live outside, not to be inside. And, but it was the treasure hunt aspect that just really kind of kicked it over the top for me because it's like discovering something. I mean, I was so excited. The first time I went up there, Uh, I found just a few pieces, but Haven uh, started limping, and so I had to bring her home. Uh, And then we had to wait a couple days before she uh, felt better, and so we hiked back up. And then I found the jackpot. I I actually ran into that lady, and she says, oh, no, if you go a little further up, that's where the big uh, quarry of it was. So I wasn't sure what I was looking for, and, you know, they had kind of pointed out to me in the distance, you know, which road up the mountain it was. And I was starting to feel like I'm not going to find it because everything else is kind of a gray, slate, uh, boring rock. But then, you know, you kind of come up over this one little hump, and I open up, and then 
spotted around because other people have picked them up and put them on top of other rocks so that you can see it all of a sudden the flashes of color started to uh, come at me of turquoise and this kind of fluorescent green color and you know what I found is that you know as cool as these rocks are just picking them up off the ground when you get them wet when you get them wet and you put them in the sunlight it's just amazing and this is real this isn't a digital uh, masterpiece where you tweak the color and you tweak uh, the layers and you do all these other things to create an image that you can't find in nature uh, I had found a guy this is part of my aggravation I found a uh, there was a Daily Mail uh, article about a guy who's doing these just fantastic photographs of the night sky uh, and the Milky Way and then all these amazing outdoor visually stunning horizon scenes of you know canyons and rocks and seashores and things like that you know I can't do that kind of stuff and you look at it and I spend a few minutes looking at it and I'm like oh this is really nice and then it's gone right I'm never going to look at it again it has no real emotional impact for me it's just an image that's cool because I like the beauty you know I like the idea of the creativity with the technology but it's over but I keep you know when I collect these rocks it's like there's just this excitement about going back and looking at them about touching them about holding them in the light uh, about looking at the shape and imagining you know what I could do with it how I can create something with it uh, but these new ones have such a fantastic color it's just like a whole nother level of joy and excitement and you know when I was listening to the guy talk about the veteran suicide you know the running theme is just deep despair there's no hope because the systems that we have out in the world don't help and I totally get that because that was my journey I could not find help in the world that became my profession trying to understand mental health uh, and I only found my own hope and health when I stepped away from it and I'm still in that discovery place and you know there's lots and lots of catch-up now you know what I was doing and when it, you know I was in my 20s is now just common knowledge you know talking about hormones and neurotransmitters but by, back then it was cutting edge and it was exciting and it gave me hope uh, and now it's just another word that we throw around that we don't do anything with because our entire environment is a full-on assault to everything that is within us as human that's designed to make us feel better and then we wonder why we all feel hopeless you know we all feel uh, like we're just desperate for something to take the edge off and we seek that online so many times and it's hard because everybody can't just walk out of their life and recreate something outside that's the way we're designed to live you know this is a long-term process as we are going to have radical changes you know in the next 10 plus years here we're going to get to decide how to be human again are we going to move into higher and higher amounts of technology or are we going to let go of some of that and remember what it means to really be human again and integrate those basic things into our daily life? I mean, there's just this huge power of 
visually looking at the sunrise. There's all these chemical reactions that happen to you uh, when your eyes catch the sun as it comes over the horizon. I mean, it triggers all these uh, different hormones and neurotransmitter processes. It's a cascade of events that we were designed to experience every single day, and almost nobody does. And a lot of that is because we live in environments that have been created that don't allow for you to even see the sunrise. You know, I've been frustrated just because somehow I keep finding myself planted behind some mountain somewhere where I can't quite get the actual sunrise. I get the sun as it comes over, but it's an hour or so or even 30 minutes after the rise off the horizon. And the magic for me really happens right off the horizon and I it's been what almost three years now I've been chasing that around not able to recreate that and it's just so simple but you know here's the catch right you can't make money off of it you can't patent it you can't do anything about that that is profitable and most of our processes are driven by profit Uh, and what's best for us is the opposite It's most of the free stuff that will actually make us feel better. Uh, But we have to do it. We have to make drastic changes to create some of these things within our own life. And, you know, for all my aggravations with this trying to live out of my car, you know, it's something I wanted to experience. You know, there's things I love about it, meaning I can just pack everything up and just go. You know, I have to pack up everything just to go to town but what always occurs to me as I'm moving into town I'm like you know if I just never wanted to go back I don't have to I can just keep moving forward there's no anchor behind me there's no trailer there's no homestead there's nothing anchored behind me that requires me to go back and move forward but you know the flip switch of that is I can't wait to get back to my anchor in New Mexico because I also like that. And so there's no right or wrong to any of this. But to me, the real joy is also in the power of experience. And it's a simple experience. Just climbing up this uh, canyon over all these rocks, trying not to fall down. Especially trying not to fall down uh, going downhill when you have uh, more weight than you should on your back. Because you're really not supposed to be taking these out <laughs> And I'm like, right, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to turtle, right? I'm going to fall down and my backpack's going to be on, you know, I'm going to be laying stomach up and I'm not going to be able to get myself off the, the ground. But, um, but there's still fun in that because it's a dynamic, vibrant, real, tactile, sensory experience. And to me, I just keep finding my joy in the analog and I am not finding any joy anymore in the digital and a lot of my joy in the digital was discovery it was new information it was new ideas it was a treasure hunt of truth in the digital world but I don't find hardly anything anymore in the digital world that's new that's interesting that's unique Uh, and so you know, I'm in this process, and of course, I think the irony is, is I'm having this internal transformation with these processes, and all my digital stuff is breaking, right? My generator's breaking, my computer won't work, my camera's starting to crap out, my uh, tech programs won't load. I mean, I'm having this massive digital tech breakdown. At the same time, you know, I'm having this awareness that I just 
love the analog experience so much more. And I'm not saying no digital, because to me the beauty and power of the digital is the delivery system. It's a connection system. You know, it's the capacity to find people of like mind, right? Because, you know, the people I want to talk to, all of us, we're all over the world, right? They're, we're few and far between. We're a tiny little tribe here on this tiny little podcast uh, that's starting to really connect. And, you know, I want to keep that momentum going. And I would not be able to do that I could not find a tribe in real life because it's just too tiny in a small community. But I also am recognizing this tremendous need for an analog component to all of this. So, oh, sorry, Haven's on the move here. Uh, I just wanted to share that. Uh, I just, it was such a powerful experience this weekend with the contrast of the horror of what's happening out in the world, the, the constant onslaught of visual and auditory despair that's happening uh, met with the constant screaming about it needs to change, it needs to change, it needs to stop, you know, with the I am right drumbeat, whichever side to anything that you're on in the background. And it does nothing, it does nothing to make me feel happy, to make me feel steady, to make me feel uh, anything other than whatever you want to put under the despair category versus the ability to just go hunt a few rocks and have this huge spark of joy and you know it was fun and I'm excited and now I have all these things I get to be creative with uh, hopefully not just drag them around for the rest of my life like I have the petrified wood I still have like 40 or 50 pounds of petrified wood back at the trailer Uh, I haven't figured out what to do with I'm not sure where this is all leading me, but stay tuned. Someday we'll, I have an idea about what I want to do with it, but I haven't done it yet because I'm still in the uh, gathering, uh, how do I live in here stage. I haven't been able to get to the uh, project, doing projects other than just figuring out how to feed myself every day. So, uh, But I wanted to share that as a real life moment uh, as we move towards these two distinct points of hope and despair and you know one of the things that I really took away from my personal journey is that I never would have stayed alive if I didn't have some tiny dot of hope even when it was way in the distant as a survival and one of the reasons I've always had a dog is because uh, whatever depth of despair I was you know in my own process uh, earlier in my life I knew I had to get up and walk the dog, whether I wanted to or not. And that always got me outside. It always gave me something to do that wasn't just about myself. And I think so much of where we're at right now with this constant digital onslaught is it sort of creates this vacuum that's all about you and what you're thinking and this tiny... uh, myopic way of being in the world where we think if we're consuming information somehow we're participating in life and I don't think you know those of you that are listening to me are part of that because you know I can tell from your comments and things you're not but I do think there's a culture being driven by these processes all around us and it's making it more and more difficult to connect and 
I just don't think there's anything more powerful, you know, that we need when we're at the end of our line than hope. And so it's easy to find despair in the world, but it's getting more and more difficult to find hope. And so I think anything we can do, you know, in our personal lives and our personal interactions that can reflect that conversation in some way to someone around us, that there's a little tiny bit of hope in there, not telling people what to do, not solving problems, but sharing that hope energy somehow with your own story provides a little tiny window for somebody else. And, uh, you know, I've shared in the past, uh, Kim Meter, I think is her name, and she's a storyteller, and she talks about this a uh, little girl who was in high school who was ready to kill herself and she was going to that was going to be her last day of school and she was going to kill herself that afternoon and a stranger smiled at her and that was just the little tiny thing that was enough hope to get her to the next day and the next day and the next day so we never know what impact we have like uh this lady just showing me this rock right she just you know, she goes in the trailer and she pulls it out. She goes, this is what I found. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just was so excited kind of in an inappropriate way because <laughs> it's just a rock. But to me, the hope, the joy, the fun was the adventure, the treasure, the mystery. Can I find it? Uh, the challenge, you know, can I climb up this without knocking myself out by falling down on the rocks, right? I mean, there's fun in that. There's joy in that. And every one of those experiences creates a little window of hope that it will happen again. And I do not find that online anymore in any way. I'm just not learning anything. I'm not interested in what other people have to say. I don't need any more bad news. I don't need any more dissection of crime and murder and psychopathy and and more and more and more. It's not doing anything for me anymore because you don't need truth revealed to the point where that's all you're doing is you're getting hit over the head with the bad part you know it's just a hammer it keeps hitting you in the head you're not going to get taller and stronger you're going to get broken down and you're going to sink lower and lower and lower and that is the purpose of the negativity it is the purpose of all the darkness that we are being hit with over and over and over again it is the goal by those who thrive on despair to create more of what they want but it is our work our choice our efforts to hold on to the hope that let that nail be pulled out of the ground to stand a little taller to work to walk a little lighter to create a little tiny glimpse of light for those who are struggling that there's a way out it won't doesn't need or doesn't have to be dark and full of despair all the time it doesn't mean it's not a lot of hard, hard work to get out of those deep dark places but it's possible everything in our body is designed to reach towards joy it's a lot of work to stay down in despair, but it's not a lot of work when your whole culture and society and lifestyle are hitting you over the head, you know, with crappy food, with uh, artificial light, with electromagnetic frequency, with, you know, depressing news, with entertainment that is just gross and disgusting. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. 
So I wanted to share that little happy moment I had this weekend. Uh, I wanted to give you a heads up that uh, I am back in battle with my technology. I'm hoping the generator will just keep working. Uh, I know, it's just an ongoing issue. But uh, bottom line is I can probably get the phone charged in some way. So I should be able to do some version of upload uh, in some way, somehow, doing something... (laughs) (laughs) But if you find a lag, that may be what's going on behind the scenes. So with that, we're going to take a deep breath. I'm going to say I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I'm going to invite you, if you're first time listening, that you set up yourself, you can get a free subscription. Uh, I would also love for you to be able to share this with somebody who might need a little bit of hope. Uh, We forget that the people who need the most help will not ask for it. The people who need the least amount of help will have their hands out and be at the front of the line every single time. But in my all my experience as a social worker, the people who most needed, you know, the good people full of integrity and pride and self-respect who were in a bad place, they would never let anybody know. And, you know, we often say, well, you just need to ask for help. Well, sometimes you can't. Uh, which is one of the reasons I do love this ability to put information out that's free and accessible and private, that you can seek information without having to uh, show your hand in a world that may not allow you to say out loud how you really feel. So you just never know who who's struggling and who might benefit uh, from these ideas. And with that, my friends, I'm going to take a deep breath. Uh, I'm going to attempt to uh, get this turned off and uploaded. And with that, I will see you next time.